When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, ready, ready, ready. Talking about worst to first. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. AFC Jets 61%. Over the Browns, 17%. Broncos, 14%. Guess who I voted for in that poll? I mean, you should have voted for the Jets. I did not. I voted for the Browns. Earlier on the show, three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth. Coming up, University of Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Pro Football Hall of Famer Steve Hutchinson. Giants general manager Joe Shane. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with Mark Schlereth. And our number one, uh, the three-time Super Bowl champion from back in the day with the Denver Broncos. Um, and also uh, for Washington back in the day. Three-time Super Bowl champ Mark Schlereth. Great chat. Will not be invited to the next running back Zoom whatsoever. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, so there's that. Steve Hutchinson, because uh, we're doubling our guard pleasure, uh, he's going to join us in about 20 minutes' time. Um, I- I'll be straight up, because um, I'm heading to Canton, Ohio tomorrow morning. Nice. Um, and I just need to get it, get everything straight. Like, what am I going to do after hosting the jacket dinner, um, in which um, I best not be trifled with when I get to the podium? <laughs> you will be. Because there was a barrel last year, and then two of them are coming back this year. Because <laughs> that's two straight Michigan wins. I'll be coming in uh, to host the jacket dinner. Uh, I, honestly, I need to know if if Hutch has got the uh, the the post jacket dinner um, <laughs> social order uh, all set. Now, no. is this just for Michigan men, or can anyone? No, not at all. Last year okay. it was the guys who, who we went into the Hall of Fame with in twenty twenty one. Okay, they're all like came back as returning Hall of Famers for the first time and just wanted to hang out, and it was a great hang for me. I was a, definitely a fly on the wall plus one. That's all I was. You're very popular at those things. I appreciate you saying that. Joe Shane, the general manager of the New York football giants, will join us in hour number three. But joining us to kick off our number two of this program is the head coach of University of Texas football, Steve Sarkeesian, back on the program. How are you, Coach Sark? I'm great, Rich. Thanks for having me on, buddy. First things first, most important thing, the missus wanted me to say hello to you. Uh, Susie sends her best. It's her birthday today, by the way, so I just wanted we'll to say tell her happy birthday. She was covering us at SE. She's 20 years ago, man. It was. Almost 20 years. Yeah, yeah. You, she, she used to bring our uh, rescue dog Hudson to practices, Coach, if you remember That's that. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's it. So, uh, anyway, she sends our be- her best to you, um, and I'm glad that uh, I will pass right back at you. So, uh, practice just began yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Your, your training yeah, your camp's yeah. open? Yesterday was day one. We're back out this afternoon. Okay. What have you gleaned about your team so far in the first 24 hours? Anything? What do you got for Well, me? you know, I think – 
one of the biggest takeaways from yesterday, I was I was impressed with our with our passing game, you know, which has been a point of emphasis of ours coming out of last season. Uh, I thought uh, you know Quinn Ewers really was effective, probably one of his best practices he's had since since he's been here with us. Thought the receiving core played well. You know, I know we've we've all got you know high high expectations and for that group, and I thought they played well. And so, you know, the, the first couple of days, you know, you're not in pads, so you're hopeful that your passing game is clean and efficient, and, and that definitely showed up yesterday. Okay, so uh, everyone, isn't it funny how things work in this world? Everyone's talking about your your quarterback's haircut, uh, Coach. Um, yours is no longer got a party in the back. Is that correct? If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> right? Business everywhere now. Business <laughs> everywhere. Okay. Um, I'll ask the question. I don't care if it sounds silly. Does that indicate anything to you? Seriously, like when you say all business, what do you got for me well, on that front? Well, I think the, the biggest thing is this. You know, you know, perception has been preceding Quinn. Some Quinn's a great guy. He's an awesome teammate. He's super coachable. Um, and I, honestly, I didn't mind the mullet. That that was him. That was that was you okay. know him him just being one of the guys but but inevitably you know you have a mullet you have a beard and people think you don't take the job serious or something so i think he's you know changing perception and now people are probably taking him a little bit more seriously and they're actually getting to know him and they're finding out man he is a great guy he's a great teammate he's super coachable he does awesome stuff in our community uh but but more so i think that it signifies he's put in a lot of time and effort here over the last eight months and he's changed his body um, obviously, year two in the system, I think he's got a better understanding of what we're doing. Um, he's become a really good leader on our team. Um, if that, you know, if the, if the haircut signifies all that, then maybe I should have all my guys, you know, get the haircut. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, obviously, it, it would be just a metaphor for for something. Um, and how is he, you know, uh, just taking on the leadership role with um, with? With him being in year two of that, coach. Well, I think I think it's gone well. You know, he a year ago when he when he when he got here, he was a transfer. Um, you know, from Ohio State, and so that that takes time when you're when you're getting in that locker room. And he was in the midst of a quarterback battle with Hudson Card, uh, at, which really went all the way into training camp uh, up into the first game. This year, now he's been here for over a year. I really feel like that's. He feels, and I feel like that's his locker room. You know, those guys believe in him. Um, he's he's much more apt to to step up when when things aren't going the way they should be going. He's much more apt to motivate. He's much more apt to do things outside of football with his teammates, and that that just comes from confidence. That comes from getting to know people. Um, so that that side of it, I think, is natural. You know, it, it always takes a little bit of time, but. Uh, He's really assumed that role, and I think he's he's really earned the respect of his teammates and, and definitely in the locker room. Well, you know, I, how many times, though, do you get asked about Arch Manning, though? I mean, when you're going around being Coach Sark. Pretty much, pretty much every interview. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just talking – but I'm talking about yeah. going around town. I mean, uh, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and, and obviously Quinn has got uh, a significant amount of talent, you know, and – and uh, and and you have high expectations for him this year, but um, how does he handle the whole Arch Manning of it all? You got uh, he's handled it great. You know, I think one thing that we've really tried to do, and we've tried to do everywhere we've been, is you know focus on what you need to be working on, and not worrying so much about what the other guy needs to be working on. 
but yet still be a great teammate for the other guys and and support him on the things that we're asking him to work on because everybody's at a different stage and we've got a great quarterback room. Obviously, Quinn is is we think an elite player at the position. Malik Murphy is a very talented young man. Arch Manning is a really talented guy, and, and going into year one with him, so they're all at different stages. They all have got their own you know strengths. They all have got some weaknesses that we're working on. Uh, but in the end, the rapport in that room, I think, is what's important. You know, their connectivity, uh, their support for one another, that's, that to me, that, that room has got that such good rapport that it's kind of permeated throughout our locker room, that, that guys, you know, are working really hard and they're competing, but yet there's a lot of respect for, for what other guys on the team are doing. What is your plan for Arch Manning this year, Steve? Get him to become the best player I can get him to become, you know, and you never know how seasons go. Um, with 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 injuries and whatnot, and so I just have to keep preparing them like I'd prepare every other player if his number's called that he can go out there and and help us win. Um, the goal for his career is that you know when that time comes for for him ultimately become the starting quarterback here, that he's ready to play and not just ready to play but ready to play great football. You know nobody wants to go out and be average, so uh, that's that's what we try to strive to do with, with all of our guys, especially at the quarterback position. But you're preparing him to play this year in, in when you say in case his number is called, do you have any scenarios that you're willing to share on that front? Well, I hope I have no scenarios. That means our our guys didn't get hurt. So the, the reality of it is focus on being the best player you can be and, and keep working and keep grinding. Um, and like I said, if your number's called, can you go out there and perform and perform at a high level uh, to help us win? You know that this is you know this is Quinn's team. He's our starting quarterback, and you know, knock on wood that 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 you know, there's nothing nothing that that would change that. Mm-hmm. That means he's playing good football and he's healthy. Steve Sarkeesian, head coach of uh, Texas football, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, with all due respect to taking it one game at a time, I'm gonna skip over week one your first opponent and with all due respect to louisiana louisiana monroe then there's alabama i mean um when you've got such a significant opponent um and one with whom you have history um in week two how how in the world do you um get ready for something like that when it's 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 a big first assignment in many ways for a lot of the kids out there well first we played Rice actually week one. Oh, so. Okay, I had the wrong schedule. <laughs> You're not the first one though. We played Monroe last year, so but that's I think of the for utmost importance. Oh, you're too here, kind. Right? I, I hit the wrong button right here. Okay, my bad. But go go when for it. We're when we're in training camp, we've got to focus on the task at hand, and we've got a lot of young players that are going to need that experience in week one to get ready for week two. Um, you know, you never really want to go play in Alabama, uh, and that's your first time. You know, yep. jogging out of the tunnel and, and taking a snap or defending a post route or whatever. So uh, that, there's going to be invaluable experience out of week one. And then in week two, you know, a great challenge. You know, obviously, as you know, Rich, I mean, I have the utmost respect for Coach Saban. He um, did so much for me and my career uh, and my family, and we, we had some great moments and some great wins together. Uh, but in that time, you learn a lot about that program and a lot about the kids in the program and, and a lot about Coach Saban. And so you, you prepare for that game and you go into that game with the utmost respect, knowing that we're going to get their best shot because he's going to have them prepared to play. And, and we have to make sure that, that they get our best shot and mm-hmm. that ultimately we perform. And we, we thought we, per, we played well last year. We came up short. Um, but you know, we, we look at some things in that game to where, man, shoulda, coulda, woulda. 
you know, you get in the red area five times and you only score one touchdown, you know, that that's a recipe for, for losing a ball game. And so um, we, we think we can improve, but, uh, go, you know, going to Bryant-Denny Stadium, night game, it's going to be a great environment, and uh, I, know, I know we're all looking forward to it. Okay, so, um, you know, in the few minutes I have left with you here, Steve Sarkeesian, two people I want your favorite story about, okay? The first one is B. Okay. John Robinson. What's your favorite B. John Robinson story? It could be in the locker room, could be on the field, could be in any point in time of your connection with him as he's getting set to be a top 10 uh, running back chosen by the Falcons in this league. What do you got? So I, I kept getting asked this question throughout the, uh, the draft process from all the teams. Is, okay. this, is this kid for real? Is this real? I mean, is he really <laughs> this nice? Is he really, you know, this genuine? Is he really this hardworking? Is he really this considerate of his teammates and supportive and all that? I said, I got to be honest with you. I was on the job at Texas in, in, uh, was that 2021 mm-hmm. and uh i was about on the job for about a month maybe two months and i called him into my office and i tell i told all the nfl teams this i asked him the exact same question straight to his face i said are you for real like are you this good of a kid every single day of your life and he just kind of smirked at me and he said coach i just am who i am every day like he is an awesome human being as good of a football player he is he's a better person and so that's that's what yeah, that's the funny story because it's like sometimes he's too good to be true. Well, I and and I th- man, I think the Falcons fans are 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 hoping that this does translate to the NFL and obviously you'd know about making that uh that leap. What are your two cents on that? Well, I think, this I year? think he fits well in the NFL because he's a really versatile player. You know, he's a guy that can definitely run between the tackles, has great balance and body control, one cut ability. You know he can he can get the ball on the perimeter with with his speed and elusiveness and playing space, but he's really good. He's got tremendous hands. He had the best hands on our team the last couple of years, and he's an, he's a really good route runner. And so you start combining all of that into the modern day NFL football. Uh, he's a three down back that can hurt you a variety of ways. He's not one that just has to run between the tackles and and can take that pounding. He's a guy that can do a lot of different things. Um, which you see nowadays, whether it's McCaffrey or Kamara, those types of guys, you know, I think he falls into a similar mold uh, in, that, in that style of play. All right, and then uh, before I let you go, your favorite story involving Texas's minister of culture himself, Matthew McConaughey. What do you have for me on that front, <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian? Well, you know, what was fun last year, he called me uh, the week we were playing OU as mm-hmm. a coach. Would you mind if I if I came to the game this weekend? Hmm. And I'm thinking, yeah, sure. You know, come on, come on. We'll be up, you know, up in Dallas. The Cotton Bowl is going to be a heck of an environment. He goes, no, I, I kind of want to come to the game with y'all. I want to, I want to, I want to travel with you guys. So I said, yeah, come on, get get on get on the plane with us and fly up. So we we sat together. We flew up to the game, and he's right there on the sidelines. And you know, as the game goes, and it was a heck of a win. And sometimes you forget like who's there and what's going on. And we get in the locker room and. We got the golden hat, and we're celebrating. And I turn around, and, and there's Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey wearing the golden hat, dancing in the locker room with our team. I said, holy cow, okay. We're, we, are, we are really in Texas now, baby. We're rolling. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is the best, man. He is, he is, again, another guy who he is who he is, right? Just like Bijan, yeah, right. right? Yeah, he's, he's great. He really is great, man. I mean, but that's, that's what makes being it at places like this and being at the university of texas like this special you know you like yesterday we go out for practice one 
And I turn around, and the guy yells at me and kind of taps me on the shoulder. I turn around, and Vince Young's on the sidelines. Hey. You know, and he's there. And, and, and only like Vince can, he's running his mouth, and he's talking crap to the players. And But that's, that's what these places like this have. You know, you have these awesome people that you get to interact with who are super successful on the field, off the field. And um, I think that that's, that's – what makes it fun and that's why it's such an attractive place oh my gosh that by you as you know vince young is a four-letter word to usc football fans you know that right i mean my well i was on gosh. the other sideline i bet you gotta remember i bet so, right you were there what a night that was me of that a few times well, you know that and you know who's on staff here with me is michael huff look at you they were both michael huff, that's right, michael sure. huff made the tackle on fourth and two on lendell white <sighs> Why wasn't Reggie on the field, Stark? Come on now. Let's just get right into it. Why wasn't Reggie well, on the field? Lendell was having a better game. Lendell had a heck of a game that night. What a he game. Had a, you got to remember. Yeah, okay. I mean, he had a heck of a game. And, and everyone's acting like, you know, Lendell was, you know, chopped liver. Guy scored 59 touchdowns in three years. Mm, what a Rose Bowl that was. Coach, let's go down more memory lane next time I have you on. Thanks for the time here. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, chat during the season. Appreciate you got it. it, Rich. Thanks, buddy. All, you, all the best. That is Coach Steve Sarkeesian right here on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, Steve Hutchinson, Pro Football Hall of Famer. We'll go memory lane and talk about the party bus that I intend to be on shortly. Next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed you told a story about the genesis of all right, all right, yes, all right. Here's where that comes from. So, okay. days confused. Yes, genius film. I'm in the right bar, the right time. 
And a guy goes, hey, you ever done any acting? You might be right, just right for this part. Legendary <laughs> casting director and producer Don Phillips. I come back and they do what's called a makeup and wardrobe test. Meaning they're shooting another scene one night. I'm just going to show up. Director's going to step off the set and come and look and go, great. I approve. Well, he comes and looks. He goes, geez, this is Wooderson. It's great. He goes, listen, uh, you're not scheduled to work tonight, but we're over here at the Top Notch drive through and you think Wooderson might want to pick up on the redheaded intellectual, Jake? And I'm like, sure. And he goes, want to shoot it? I'm like, sure. So I go get in the car. I shoot my first scene ever in a film. Of your career. Of my career. And um, I had been listening to a lot of 70s rock and roll at that time. And there was a certain live recording of a Jim Morrison concert in like Amsterdam or somewhere where he barks at the crowd, all right, all right, all right, all right, four times real aggressively though. I'm not thinking about that, but this comes back. So I'm in the car and I'm like, who's my man? I'm nervous. I'm about to hear act, who's my man? Who's Wooderson? I said, well, I'm about my car. And I go, well, I'm in my 70 Chevelle, yes. there's one. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm about getting high. I said, well, Slater's riding shotgun. You know he's got a Dubois rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> there's two. I said, I'm about rock and roll. And I said, well, I got Nugent Stranglehold in the eight track, man. There's three and I hear action. And I look up and in my mind I go, and I'm about chicks. I got three out of four, let's go get the fourth. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Pull out. <laughs> That's it. So First word ever said on screen. Love that guy. Love every single time he's been uh, kind enough to come on this program. It's all on our YouTube page, for sure. I'm back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, along with our Roku channel live stream. The Rich Eisen Show desk I'm sitting at is furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, all right, all right. Let's find out what I'm doing this weekend outside of hosting the Jacket Dinner and the all NFL right, Network Saturday right, coverage. Right. He is none other than a pro football Hall of Famer and one of my favorites, Steve Hutchinson, back on the program. How are you doing, Steve? Doing great. Doing great. Getting ready to head back to camp. Yes. Hutch, i got to be honest with you. This this segment, um, I have an agenda. Um, I don't, uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, it is essentially to try and plan my social uh, time for the weekend. That's basically <laughs> what it is. Um, I know where you're going with this. Oh yeah, because now, now what? What did? Because it's hazy. Um, it's hazy for me because uh, it was a, a long night. Uh, who was in that party bus with us, and who who acquired the party bus? Uh, was last well, year. This is last year, right? The party bus was <laughs> just a, a, a shuttle. I think it was just a shuttle that that we commandeered. That's for us. <laughs> I think we just commandeered it. That's right. <laughs> we said, "Hey, this is ours." Yes. And plus, well, we had protection, right? It, it's not. It wasn't just you, Joe Jacoby, right? Oh, yeah, we had some serious muscle. No, we had with Jimbo Covert. Jimbo Covert. Uh, oh, yeah, God. it was Jimbo was Cliff so... Harris. Um, and let's see who else was on there. Fanica, I believe. That's right, Fanica. Uh, we had some serious muscle up front, for yeah, sure. We, we had some, we had some people, but like but like you, it was a little hazy. It was obviously. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm. I'm trying to jog my memory as to who the hell was on that on that bus. So, are we getting the band back together? Let's just be honest. Are we getting it back yeah, together? We, we, we've got to now, right? There's two things that have to happen in Canton every year. It's now tradition. One, you have to insult the entire state of Ohio on, on Friday night um, when you do your monologue for the uh, gold jacket dinner. Check. 
uh, one. And then two is we have to uh, we have to leave there with some sort of story from the parties okay. uh, uh, that we can uh, we can talk about for a year. All right. So now here's the we thing. We did both those things last year. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Hutch. Uh, I will guarantee the stories about the post jacket dinner revelry on Friday night or Saturday, depending on on uh, social situations. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I did not plan on insulting the entire state of Ohio last year. I did not walk up to the podium with that agenda. What's that? What are you looking at, TJ? You're making a face here. I'm just saying. Beautiful job, though. But here's the thing, Steve. They heckled me. <laughs> First, (laughs) right? I mean, they heckled me, and it's just like they did, right? And I, I just my 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 juices started flowing. It kicked in. Like, wait a minute, did we did we not finally break that losing streak? Was wasn't the forty burger applied? You know, aggressively. You just you just stated facts. That's the way I please. You know, know, a lot more facts to state this year. So I don't intend to go up. Looking for trouble on Friday night. I just wanted to let it be known. I'm not going, I'm not looking for it, but my head will be on a swivel. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it will be. It will be. Something tells me that um, you're going to have to just make an obscure Michigan reference Mm -hmm. to entice the booing, and then you'll go, (laughs) you'll go on from there. Just put a little, just put a little piece of 40 burger in the water and see who bites. That's what you're saying. Oh my gosh! They, I, 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 all I'm just saying is just I, I, I don't usually say this before going into host a, an event. By the way, that is not about me. That is truly one of the greatest events that I'm honored to be hosting. Um, uh, they, they best not mess with me. I best, I, no. they, they, I, that's all I'm saying. It's because no, I will. Not gonna, uh, well, I mean, if, if they learned their lesson last year, I mean, <clears throat> you could really lay it on. You know, after two years in a row here this year, I, you know, maybe it'll be. Maybe it'll just go through smooth, and nobody will nobody will poke the bear a little bit. You know. Did, did you hear the difference? That's uh, the new wrinkle to the jacket um, presentation and dinner. Have you heard about that? No. That um, starting this year, they are um, letting the enshrinees choose someone from the gauntlet to place the jacket on them if they wanted to. Because apparently it was born out of Isaac Bruce saying, hey, I didn't know Marino was there. If Marino was going to be there, I would have had him put the jacket on me because he was an idol of mine. And, oh. it got, and it got the hall of thinking. And so um, they're going to they're going to they're going to have some of the uh, enshrinees are going to have guys from the gauntlet um, come out of the gauntlet and put the jacket on. Well, that's cool. It is cool. That's cool. Who would you it, have? It diminishes the role of the presenter a little well, bit. Well, no, no, hold on, hold on. The, the the presenter will still be there, and they'll also right. have a role on the Saturday. Um, I think right, but yeah, they they play the the yeah, preemptive video. Yeah, yeah. They, they're gonna they're gonna do that. So I, like who, it. I think who, that's cool. Who would you have chosen from the gauntlet, or who when you were going oh, through boy. the gauntlet that you went like, oh god, like oh for me, I don't know if he was there that year that you know because. You know, even though, like you said, I went in on 20, it was kind of that, right. it was the post-COVID year, so it was two classes. And I can't remember if Butt, if Dick Butkus was there or not, Yeah, but I would have had him put in. That would have that been cool. I mean, I, I grew up, my, you know, my mom's <clears throat> my mom's from Chicago. I grew up a Bears fan. That went away quick once I got in the league. But, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, just 
you know, monsters in the midway, old football, old school football, the way it was meant to be played, like I, I would have picked him for sure. What's that like been for you? Uh, again, 2021 is when you you uh, were enshrined. 2020, you had to wait, uh, obviously, due to COVID. But what is that like for you to stroll around with your jacket on and mingle with your fellow gold jacket guys? What's that like? Yeah, well, it's a lot less stressful going back as in as a returning guy as, it is as an incoming guy. Um, you know, there's without getting into the whole thing. I mean, it's just like it's like planning a huge wedding, right? Yeah, and right. for everybody out there married, like you, you know, you, you're it's it's for really for everybody else but yourself. Um, you know, you're making sure the seats, everybody's got a ticket, and everybody's hotels are squared away, and you know. You know, Aunt So and So missed the flight, or something oh, by like the so, by the way, Steve, I got that sense on the party bus from you and everybody else that this <laughs> in your first year returning, you're like, this is this is the life, this is the way oh, it yeah, goes. Yeah. I got that sense. First couple buttons, you know, a little bit <laughs> yeah. more casual. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It was uh, so so. Yeah, it it, it was uh, it was great going back, and uh, so so really, honestly, last year was the first year for for me to return as a returning guy. Um, along with the rest of the busload that we had, and you could see how relaxed and and loose we were on the bus, <laughs> yes. uh, bouncing from party to party. Um, but yeah, no, that's it's 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 great because you get to you get to kind of uh, for at least for me last year, you know, you kind of sit back a little bit and you kind of you can kind of notice the things you, you didn't really notice while you're going through it uh, the first time. You get to notice the crowd in the stadium. Um, for what it is and, and all the different sections of fans and Friday night you get to see actually I really enjoyed that the, the Friday night gold jacket you know they, they usher us in into like a long green room if you will hallway mm-hmm. and we're sitting in there forever because it is a TV event and, and they've got to get everything timed up and uh, so I'm I was just sitting there you know talking to Larry Zonka and you know Steve Young and I mean, we're just sitting there on folding chairs, like like we're just sitting in some you know high school locker room, That's ready amazing. for the rain to stop, so we can go out there and play. And, um, and it was great, just the stories and the connections you make just from that half hour sitting there, kind of killing time. I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff you, you never really got a chance to do the year before. As, you, as like I said, going in as an entraining. That is so cool. Honestly, it, it it I I I can't get enough of it. Just having been around it now, this is my. 20th year with NFL Network and only a couple uh, summers of Canton I missed. One for the birth of my oldest and obviously 2020 um, with COVID. It it doesn't, it never, ever gets old. It really oh. doesn't. And it's the only Hall of Fame enshrinement where the past is celebrated to uh, celebrate the present uh, and future sure. season. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah, they they do a good job of bringing the the generations together, and um, you know a lot of guys a lot of guys get to catch up and and um, see each other. Really, a lot of times for the only time during the year, um, teammates and guys that you played against. Uh, and then and then of course you know you've got the story that I'm sure you've told about Cliff Harris last year getting to you know get the 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 thing he regretted for how many decades of his life, the, the, the fight on the field where somebody else got kicked out of the game and he wanted to go apologize. You remember that? Yeah, he said he went up because uh, who got enshrined last year that the player... It was somebody, it was somebody from Kansas 
City mm-hmm. or it was a Kansas. Oh, it was uh, Vermeil. That's right, Vermeil. We were at Vermeil's party, and there was a bunch of Kansas City guys there. Right. And I think this particular player played for Vermeil. Yep. In, uh, he was in a Philly. Receiver for the Eagles. Yep. In Philly. Right. In Philly. And so it was a it was a division game, and Cliff and this guy were kind of getting mouthy, and I think Cliff like kind of forearmed him to the helmet or something. The ref didn't see it, and this guy got up, and he swung at Cliff, and he got kicked out of the game or <laughs> something. And, and you know, Cliff's telling that story. He's like, "Yeah, we got to." He's saying all day long, "Hey, we got to make sure we go to Vermeil's." And I'm like, "Well, right, we'll go hit them all," but he wanted to go there first. Yeah, and he made a beeline right for this guy because he knew he heard he was there and he wanted to apologize from him from. Something happened in 1970. Yeah, bury a half century old hatchet. I mean yeah. that. I, I. I. That's amazing. Do you have any uh, Steve Hutchinson here? For a couple more minutes left with the uh, Hall of Famer. Um, anybody that's going in? Did you like uh, go to the second level and meet Zach Thomas at any point in time yeah, in your career? I played against Zach. Um, I played against Zach uh, when in my younger days. He was. He was uh, a few years older than me. He didn't play the Dolphins a, a, a ton when I was in Seattle, right. especially once we moved over into the NFC. Um, what about DeMarcus? DeMarcus yeah, where? DeMarcus, I got a funny story about DeMarcus. DeMarcus is a rookie, and we're playing the Cowboys uh, in a preseason game. It was, I believe it was a Monday, Monday night preseason game. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're playing, and Walter Jones, my left tackle, we, in, our, in our scheme we had the option uh, on certain pass plays whether – we can what's called a fan where we can just kind of push out and block the two guys um, on however we wanted to handle it. We could handle it. There was another option where Walt would block down on defensive end and I could pop out and kind of in space block the outside linebacker if he came. So, and we, you know, we would always switch it up just to keep the defense honest. Well, a couple times I started popping on this. And there's this rookie out there named Demarcus Ware. Nobody's ever heard of from Troy. And uh, and after a couple times of that, I'm like, Hey, well, I'm not popping it. You take him. I, you, that's your guy. I'm like, he's. I'm not putting messing around. It's preseason. This guy's too good. So, so yeah, ran into Demarcus uh, plenty of times over my career. Uh, the first one is the one I remember the most. Kind of laughs about it now, but you know, so, you know, I'm actually looking forward to this year because you know, obviously with Cleveland um, and the Jets playing in the game, mm-hmm. and you're going to have, you know, you know, Cleveland doesn't have much to celebrate, you know, for, for a long time. So they're, they're, I think they're going to come out in full force for for Joe Thomas getting inducted, um, and it should be pretty electric. Not that it isn't any other year, but it should be it should be pretty crazy with the with the uh, the home state of Ohio there all for Joe. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then Darrell Rivas, a uh, longtime Jet who won one with the Patriots, Darrell, uh, and correct. Joe Klecko, member of the New yep. York Sack oh, yeah, Exchange, going in there. And if I'm not mistaken, going in, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, uh, was he one of the stars of Smoking in the Bandit Two? Was Joe yeah. Klecko in that one? I think. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Was it? Was one it? Of those. I or Cannonball yeah, Run? Yeah, exactly. One of those movies back in the day. Joe Klecko was. Uh, yeah, was I think Seisman was Cannonball. It's Cannonball uh, Run. Okay. Joe, yeah. There I you think, go. I think Klecko was Smoking in the Bandit. One of the. One of those one, two. Yeah. What was? Yeah. It was in both. <laughs> How about that? No, he wasn't both. He wasn't both. All right. So uh, just wrapping up uh, the agenda here. Uh, Friday night, uh, what, we go uh, post-jacket dinner, go have uh, some beverages back at the uh, the goat the goat farm spot, like, right? Yep. Where all the... 
Yeah. That was yeah. We go back to one of the farms. Okay, right. right. I think that uh, Chris, that was the uh, the spot where once upon a time Jim Kelly went behind the bar. Oh, and Make started serving drinks for everyone. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then there's, set- only a, there's only so many venues you can have. So I would assume over the years, yes, there's probably uh, multiple stories. Um, you know, from from each venue, right? Uh, with, you know. <laughs> And then Saturday, Saturday, um, you know, I have an early flight Sunday, but I think I could uh, have my arm twisted to show up and uh, get the band back together. Is that going to happen? Yeah, well, that's the plan. Who's in charge of getting uh, commandeering the wheels? You know, Jimbo sent out a text. uh, Jimbo sent out a group text uh, the other day about, hey, what's the deal? What what are we doing? You know, along those lines. Okay. And uh, so it looks like everybody involved responded one way or the other so we all we all know that everybody's uh in coming into town all that stuff so uh it should be pretty easy okay very good sounds great man uh i look forward to seeing, and i assume landon your lovely wife will be there as well yep. okay yep. yeah we'll be there in full force okay very good so uh we'll be talking about it very good uh I, and, and let's just do her a solid living with landon l-a-n-d-y-n on instagram right for all of her right, her, yep. her hard work i'm not going to mention your yep. instagram we don't we don't need to know that anymore. yeah we don't need right, okay yeah, but, but very good yeah all right very good everyone go yep. let's go let's go the whole hutchinson family let's roll literally and figuratively <laughs> and i'll see you on friday you be well let's do it all right all right, that's Hutch at Hutch. All right, at Hutch seven six. Oh, you got rid of the poison pill handle, huh? That's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, I went and uh, you know changed it up a little bit on, on Twitter. Um, but but the, the yeah. But you're the, keeping it classy. Instagram. Is that what you're saying? You're keeping it classy now, Steve. I'm keeping it classy. Oh, by the way, let's before we go. Jeez, I can't believe this. This is like a Jewish goodbye now. Um, hey, listen, you. So many people think Michigan's got a chance to win it all this year. What do you think? What do you think? What do you got? I think we're going to be. I think we're going to be pretty good. I mean, you got a, you got a pretty good offensive line. I don't know if there's a school in the country that has two backs like we have, and uh, you got a you got a quarterback that's something special. Um, you know, nobody gave us a chance last year, saying, "Well, we lost so many guys on defense." But you know, you know the old saying. You know, Lloyd Lloyd had a Lloyd had a quote. I'll stick by it. Says the expectations for the position, not the player. So if you if you if you're going to go on the field and wear the winged helmet. You, there's a standard you have to play up to. And even though we lose guys, I think Jim's doing a great job recruiting, getting guys in there for, to, to replace these missing pieces that go on to the NFL or through graduation. And I think, I think this might be his stack squad yet now without drink jinxing anything. But, yes. uh, to, you know, saw Blake Corum the other day, uh, looking healthy and happy. So that's always a good sign. Okay. What was Lloyd's phrase? Give me that one again. Lloyd's phrase was the expectation was for the position, meaning, Meaning, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. If you're if you're called on to step in that role on yes. that particular play or that that whatever, that there's a standard you have to play to. So, um, you know, it, it's that's kind of the mantra we always play. That like if a guy steps in for somebody or somebody has to come play as a, a young guy because a senior graduated the year before. Well, hey, you, 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 there's a standard you need to play to, and you're held to that standard. And I think, I think. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, for a while, that that was gotten away from, and and I think Jim's kind of reinstilling that mindset. All right. Uh, all right, and I'm I'm going to follow up here. What was Brady like when he when he was on the team with you? He wasn't really there. You know, he, Tom. He, Tom was. Tom, you just I see a lot of similarities with Tom now. Just have watching him as a fan and his his demeanor in the huddle on the sidelines. Tom was always intense, but he just didn't have. 
he didn't have that much of a vocal part of it because you know he was constantly fighting for splitting time, and that was a that was a hard thing for both him and Drew the last couple of years, um, because you know you're just trying to see if you're if you're playing this series or half or whatever, and trying to take care of your business. But I will tell you this: um, there's nothing about Tom's career that surprised me, and I don't know if there's anybody on the planet that could have predicted. Um, that he'd go down as probably the best football player to ever play, but the 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 leadership, the his dedication, like all that stuff, like that was that was always there in college, um, you know. And and he you know he kind of had that that little old '90s part down the middle surfer cut thing going on, <laughs> California boy. Everybody kind of thought, well, maybe he wasn't tough. Well, that that wasn't. He, he's about as and we knew that in college. He was as tough as it, as they come. So. Um, Nothing about what he did post-college shocked anybody that played with him. Yeah, we had Greg Harden on the show the other day. He's selling a book that's coming out uh, in a couple of weeks. He said that Brady, the best thing that ever happened to him was Drew Henson, is what he said. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I I think so. I think, think, you know, everybody has to find whatever it is that gets them up in the morning and makes them want to be great that day. And for, for a lot of people, there's a lot of different things. Sure. You know, it might be, might be a, a death in the family or um, some tragedy or, or, or maybe it's just a, a, as simple as a goal that you want to achieve. But for somehow, some way, there's got to be something that gets you up every day and motivates you. And I think Tom kind of formed that chip on his shoulder with the whole quarterback um, you know, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what the word is competition, I guess, between him and drew. And I think Tom never really, really kind of put that to bed. I think he went into the league and he said, he is going to do everything he can do to prove that there's, there's no competition anywhere he goes. He's going to be the guy. And, and I'll tell you what, for 20 years or whatever it is, 20, however many years it, that served him well. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree that it definitely, definitely served him well. All right, yeah. Steve, um, safe journey up to uh, Canton, and um, do you Likewise. visit? Do you visit your bust? Are you going to go visit it? Do you go see it? Yeah, yeah. You know, actually, um, yeah. so we got a cool thing. So, uh, so Saturday morning uh, before the enshrinement. Yeah. So we had um, uh, there was a charity event earlier this summer in Ann Arbor. Uh, it's called Event on Main. It's a great. Uh, great fundraiser for uh, C.S. Mott Children's Hospital in Ann Arbor. Beautiful spot. And uh, so, you know, Charles uh, Woodson, Brian Greasy, myself, we've kind of, we've had our golf tournament, as you know, you've been mm-hmm. to in, in years past. Um, so we're kind of, we kind of jumped on and, and, and um, teamed up with this event on Maine. And so we do an auction on stage at the night of the, at the live event. And so we had auctioned off these, uh, wonderful pictures of the Michigan stadium with a flyover and all that. And there were different tiers. Well, I, Charles and I got the idea. How about we, we set aside these two pictures and along with the picture and that you get, um, a couple tickets complimentary, uh, on the hall of fame to go to the Friday night dinner or the Friday night gold jacket and Saturday enshrinement. And along with that Saturday morning, you get a, uh, a tour of, of the hall of, the Hall of Fame Museum prior to it opening to the public with Charles and I. And so we had a couple very generous people donate um, some good money for the hospital. And so 
to answer your question the long way, yes, I will be in there with just a couple other people Saturday morning early, and uh, I get to walk the halls That's without so the cool. crowd. And so I'm sure we'll go in the bus room and, and check it all out. So I'm looking forward to that. And visit with the lid, the Hall of Fame yeah. bust. Okay. Well, enjoy that. Enjoy your time uh, g- getting there, and I'll see you. I'll see you Friday night. See you soon. You All bet. Right. You as well. The great Thanks Steve you. Hutchinson. All right, now we are done with our conversation with the Pro Football Hall of Famer here on the Rich Eisen Show. And speaking of Brian Greasy, you know where he is now? Forty ers quarterbacks coach. He is apparently talking about the quarterback situation there hmm. and Trey Lance. Okay. I wouldn't move if I were you. That's coming up, along with Joe Shane, the GM of the New York Giants. We'll do what's more likely today. Hey. Yeah. We'll get oh. that done. Should I have prepared that? Uh-oh. 844-204-RICH, <laughs> also the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show, here on this very busy Thursday. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Jeff Schwartz is going to autograph my copy of Great Jews in Sports. This is an amazing book. I did not know this thing existed. There you go. They starved David. <laughs> Have you ever signed? I've never here, signed. Hold on, I've, give me the book and I'll hold it up right I've here. I signed a lot of things. Hey, let's well, see what this a, looks like. I signed like. a toilet seat one time. I signed a what do you mean? Hold on. Event. You signed a toilet seat? Yeah, at Oregon we had this like you know like the big day where everyone comes and signs things, and um, and uh, some guy brought a toilet seat one year and then brought a toaster the next year. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. Do you do you know who the you, you and your brother were the first Jewish brothers yeah. to play in the NFL since? Do you know that? 1923. It's in my book. In my Schwartz. It's like the start of the book. Do you know the name of the? Do you know their names? Yeah, it was uh, it was the free, it was the uh, Friedman brothers, right? No, oh no, not the Friedman no, that, brothers. No, Benny Friedman, who by the way went University the, of Michigan, father of the modern was, uh, past. Um, I should know this. There, I think uh, I'll give you I'll give you Ralph and Arnold. Yeah, Horween. Horween. Yeah. yeah, I used to know. Horween brothers. I used to. I should know that. It's in my book. But yeah, um, yeah, that, that's that I do know. Ralph was an All-American at Harvard. Oh, his mother must have been so proud. Yes. God uh, bless. Won the 1920 Rose Bowl. 
played under the alias of Ralph McMahon, an Irish name. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? I, are there Horween's in the I, book? I just went to I just went to local Oregon. Jeez, Arnold like- uh, played four seasons for Racine Chicago Cardinals with his brother. Let me look it up. They had it better. Hold be. on a minute. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on a minute. Uh, are they in here? The Horween's are not in. Or here. Are they under the Irish name? Red Holtz, we gotta look under McMahon just in case <laughs> they put the Irish alias in here. No. Oh, Red Holtzman's in here. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. I spoke to Mitchell Schwartz today. He's going to the Hall of Fame as part of the Joe Thomas contingent. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Back here on our program. 844 204 Rich, number to dial. Okay, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Hanging on. Uh, who? It just popped off my screen. Is there somebody who's... It's a, not on my screen either, so okay. it's just a uh, random person. Right. I'll have Adam pop that name back in in a second. Uh, we've got uh, coming up in hour number three, Joe Shane uh, is back here on the program uh, from the general manager of the New York Giants. will be coming up in hour number three. Uh, what's more likely? Uh, Brian Greasy uh, will have spoken here. Let's just pop the, the kid up on... Uh, on on the phone line right here. Ooh, uh, you, right there. Is the, is the caller there? Hello. Who is this on the on the phone line right now? Hello? Not really. Okay. Put, put, I need callers. I don't know. Where are my callers? These are one of the many things we're working on on our on our uh, staff here is to improve this here system. So. I don't know why. Don't know, is Adam blank. not listening to us right now? He just got to put the screen that's uh, put the, the name he's, of the caller. I don't think he has a here. way to listen. To he's right. getting rest. All right. Here, he's, he's, oh, he's, he's putting his feet up. Jerry back in there. Cincinnati. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Jerry in Cincinnati, you're on the program. You there, Jerry? Rich, can you hear me? I can. What's up, sir? All right. Thanks for taking my call. What's going on? So I called on July 20th last year outlining a reimagined model of college football. All right. And the essence of the model was to eliminate conferences set up a 72-team league, set aside four games a year for rivalries, have many tiers within the league, and include promotion and relegation. And also the scheduling would be done via a televised uh, ping-pong ball draw. So there are finer points to the model, but I'm simply calling back one year later to see if you, Rich Eisen, are finally ready to join me and advocate for abolishing conferences as the only reasonable solution to save college football you'll never abolish conferences you 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 might be able to you know again um create a conference sec in one big 10 in another um you know acc joins the sec conference and then the conference between the big and then the big 10 conference uh connects with the uh, big 12 right um because you you know it's easier maybe for SEC to visit Atlantic Coast and easier from Big Ten to visit um, you know Big Twelve uh, throw some Pac twelve in there as well obviously um, and you got yourself uh, two conferences you split it up maybe if you want to have it thirty two teams and thirty two teams you said seventy two um, you know you could split it up that way and then uh, have a playoffs uh, in a conference versus a conference and then uh, a Super Bowl like you you do it like the pros. That is something but that you could do, but you'll never, you'll never, that, that's, that's too radical. That's too crazy. Like there, there, you know, there's too many commissioners who have gigs, too many television packages with too many conferences. You're never going to just abolish the conferences like that. You know, 
Yeah, but do you don't think that Michigan maybe thinks or Ohio State thinks, you know, we our programs hold all the value. It's not the Big Ten. It's us. It's our rivalry games. There's no, no, no reason. I, I, obviously, yeah. there there are some, and thanks for the call, Jerry. Call back Thank again. You. Hopefully not, uh, you know, uh, a year and three weeks later. Um, <laughs> you know, there there's always going to be, you know, schools that drive the bus and rivalries that drive the, the conference bus, uh, you know, but – you're just not you, there. There, there's too much money and too many contracts between um, conferences and television networks to just say conferences are over. Ping pong balls are going to be like you know as long as Michigan plays Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, and Wisconsin, and the rest are all ping pong balls. And now Michigan's going to have to travel to Wake Forest. You know, I mean, the ping pong balls drop, and all of a sudden Georgia's playing the bottom tier teams because the ping pong balls come out i mean i mean i i like the way people are thinking out of the box but you know the way this is going to go that conferences with schools that have like interests similar budgets same problems with nil and poaching and same issues that uh that that they share as opposed to what, 300 other member schools that aren't in the same area code as them? But it's television contracts. It's ESPN, it's Fox, it's CBS. They're kind of running things here with the way, you know, because of the money. Right, and then there's there's also streamers that are going to get in on this. I mean, Peacock has got, NBC now has got more than just um, That's true. Notre Dame. I mean, you Pac-12 know, Peacock, might have to turn to Apple because they don't have a TV deal right now. Well, I mean, and Apple is becoming a bigger player now. they got MLB, they've got MLS. I mean... Honestly, Apple right now has Otani and Messi. True. Harrison Ford. <laughs> Ted Lasso. Yeah. You know, I mean, so add uh, Oregon football and Washington football. I mean, they're 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 a player. Then all of a sudden, you know, you turn you flip on your phone and you're watching Oregon versus Washington. Unless, of course, you're one of those people who are in the text chain with a green bubble Ugh. and you're out if you're the green dot what are you're you, what out are you doing you're out you're just messing with us but that that's the way <laughs> this is all going so and then they all get together and they have their own nil rules and they're not waiting for you know senator tuberville to come up with his plan so joe shane of the giants coming up in hour number three and what's more likely and then brian greasy on uh, trey lance and how he's doing. That's coming up at next on the Rich Eisen Show in hour number three on this terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM Odyssey, and more. Still here on Roku, though. Here, you want to see uh, what I got? Yes. Oh, you got something? I got free stuff. Oh, love Ooh. free stuff. From one Justin James Watt. Oh, I heard of him. I have the latest Burnley FC gear. Hey. What do you think? Hold on. Very, big cabeza. Very high, yeah. yeah it was a very high hat? Yeah, it was very high. JJ's giving me the high hat. All right, here, I'm going to rip off the tag. I mean, he's Just... got a big, te- big head, too. By the way, uh, I believe these hats and others are going to be available, and it goes to uh, a local food bank for, for Burnley. Sweet. There you go. That fits better. Better, right? And, all right. Got the kit. Got the kit. Nice. There it is. Right Sweet. there. Flip it around. 
Flip it around. There it is. Name on the back. Oh. oh. 23. Did he choose? Because you know that, that, well, that Mattingly's my favorite. No, I think it's the year 2023. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just didn't know if he, he just like, he knows that. Did 20- some research and <laughs> Donnie Baseball. Yeah, Donnie Baseball or 23. Looking good, Billy Ray. Thank you. Feeling good, Louis. There you go. So thank you, JJ Watt. And Brady just got today? into Birmingham. FC, Birmingham, right? yeah. They're in the level below the Premier League. I was looking that up this morning. Well, well done. I think I have to cheer from them now, right? Burnley <laughs> FC. Thanks for the gear, JJ Watt. Appreciate it. Very cool. It is pretty cool. Do I walk around in a Canton with this thing on? What do I sure. Do? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's got your name on the back. That's a little weird. Why is it weird? Yeah, what's weird about that? What's weird about that? Kind of looks like an 80s <laughs> Phillies jersey. Phillies <laughs> well well wearing a jersey with his name on the back. That's <laughs> why. Says Jay Philly. <laughs>